Welcome, everybody, back to the Nuggets of Gold podcasting YouTube channel. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about Kyle Shanahan. Um, and a lot of people are, are calling for him to be fired that are 49er fans. I and Aiden are very upset. We're both Niner fans. Now, Ricky's not a Niners fan, but he grew up, you know, coaching with his dad, who's a high school head coach. So had a lot more experience and a lot of real life examples of you know, what a coach is actually doing the impacts of a coach and definitely just understands coaching better than both of us do. So we have him on here too, to talk about that. Um, and also me and Ricky talk about the Niners all the time. So it's not like Ricky doesn't watch the Niners games. He, he ends up watching all the Niners games because of that. So he's been watching all the, the games this year, but I, I'm really surprised, not really surprised. I guess this happens anytime you have, you, you struggle. Um, but a lot of fans after praising Kyle, calling Kyle a top three head coach even last season and the year before that have now completely changed it up and they want Kyle fired. Now I have a couple big issues with this one. A lot of people feel like the offense has fallen off and like his play calling fallen off. I haven't really felt like that all this year. Um, in DVOA, the Niners are like sixth in the league offensively. Defensively, they're ranked 17th, and they're plummeting. The defensive side of the ball has been a way bigger issue. Um, on offense, you also have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, who up until the last few weeks pushed the ball downfield less than anybody in the entire league. And, I mean, you guys have seen the videos on Twitter of guys just running wide open down the field where there's nobody even remotely close to them. Um, and then one thing that also happened last week with Kyle and the, the play calling is the Niners ran the ball 10 times, and a lot of people felt that that was a really bad decision by Kyle. One, we're down by 17 points, and he brought up, you're you're facing six defensive linemen. You, you're going to throw the ball in those situations. You're facing stacked boxes. You need to push like push the ball downfield and spread it out. That's why we're calling these passing plays. That's the right thing to do. That is exactly what you want to do when it comes to calling plays. You take what the defense gives you, you adjust off of that. That's where Kyle's earned the most, like a lot of praise throughout the years as a play caller and just scheming on offense. That's something that's a, that's a positive. That's not a negative thing. Like, oh, you you got away from the run. If they have, if they're stacking boxes with nine guys and six defensive linemen, if you try to run the football, you are not going to get the ball. You're not going to move the ball. You, you just really aren't. And so what defenses are doing is they're completely daring, daring Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners to push the ball downfield. The Niners have really struggled at doing that at times. Last couple weeks, they've done better. One of the biggest issues is, is with the coaching on the defensive side of the ball. They can knock it off the field on third down. You've seen them struggle in the secondary. So if there's anything you're going to blame, you can blame Kyle Moore for the personnel. But him as a coach – maybe hasn't looked as good this year. I mean, I would agree with that. It's everyone's watching and we can tell it hasn't looked very good, but to just decide to fire Kyle when Trey Lance is a rookie quarterback, when that's the guy he's trying to groom for the future, that's a step in the wrong direction. So Aiden, I'll start with you and then Ricky, we'll get your input on it too. But Aiden, how are you feeling about all this, this fire Kyle Shanahan talk? I'm in the same boat as you. I think it's kind of ridiculous. I think people have, and this is partly like, this is stuff that we said, we both expected this to be a playoff roster. So obviously underwhelming, but the expectations are kind of ridiculous. Like you're, we're, we are three and five. We're not out of the playoff hunt. You go on a run eight, and nine could, could make the playoffs. It's not like there's 
um, like seven really good teams in, in the NFC right now, there is a lot of room for improvement for sure. But to say that the 49ers suck and that this is a lost season, like halfway through, I just fundamentally disagree with. Um, and if if you watch the game against the Cardinals last week, like Niners are moving the ball, had two costly fumbles, um, and they had a couple of defensive stops, which got helped out by like the the Armstead back of the helmet, front of the helmet thing it was just kind of a fluke play um and kind of just like bad luck kind of a soft call sure but that was on a third down that that the Niners would have would have gotten off the field and Cardinals ended up scoring a touchdown totally changed the game um and Cardinals got the ball coming out of half and scored that that long James Conner 40 yard pass so Kyle was playing from behind he's playing with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback who is not awesome at pushing the ball down the field um has improved a little bit over the past two weeks um but i think it's very unfair to say you're gonna fire fire a a a guy who's three and five who hasn't really played his 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 quarterback of the next five ten years um and just chalk it up to let's start over when there's nobody better on on the um i guess signing block or something like that um it's just a little bit fickle um and i'm kind of sad at at the 49ers fan base for jumping up and down and saying let's let's blow it up when we were in the super bowl what 18 24 months ago um which was not that long ago and the chiefs are struggling and i just think people blow with the wind a little bit too too fast yeah um i would agree with that i think that Watching the game, Kyle wasn't really at fault, and I honestly thought this was one of Kyle's better games personally. Um, I think he could have done a few things situationally that might have saved some time and might have been better and set them out, set the Niners up better. But I feel like the game script was not there to run the ball. Um, you can't run. You can't expect to win if you can't pass on eight man fronts. Like I don't think any NFL team should expect to win if they're not passing on eight-man fronts and it's the same thing if you can't run the ball on a seven-man front you shouldn't expect to win either so i think those are both just realities that a lot of common fans don't really think about and it's just you have to take what the defense gives you and like kyle said that's what was open so i have no problem with the play calling um people calling for his job like you're not going to find a better job replacement than kyle like you might find a few good offensive minds or a good defensive mind but like the niners have a young quarterback so what happens if you bring in a new guy and he wants a completely different system? Like Trey might not fit that. It's going to hurt Trey's development for sure. Like there's no doubt that bringing in a quarterback, a new coach and a, a young quarterback, like there's going to be a transitional period. And if that transitional period's in their developmental stage, like that could hurt the quarterback for the rest of his career. Like I was looking at it and the only thing I think that you could really fault Kyle for is not being more involved with the defense um he has a like you guys said he has a first year defensive coordinator and he is the head coach of that team so if his play calling is infringing on his ability to help out his defensive coordinator i think maybe you talk about handing it over to mcdaniel um and let him call plays full time or even bring in somebody like i was kind of looking at it and to me the person that might make the most sense is if matt shaw retires 
Matt Schaub has been, or, or maybe bring in Matt Schaub as a quarterback coach and promote your quarterback coach to offensive coordinator or something. But Matt Schaub has a long history with Kyle, both with the Texans and the Falcons. So it's like, to me, if you're going to do anything, try and do that. Like try and bring someone who understands the system, knows the system and is going to keep everything the same. Like you don't want any changes with a young quarterback and Kyle's set them up to be very successful with this young quarterback. So I think it's just a waiting period because we all knew that Jimmy wasn't going to be the guy. That's why they went after and got Trey Lance. So we all knew, we also all knew that Trey Lance has played 19, what, 19 college games. I think it was like, he's I think very less inex- than that. Less than that. Like, I think so. He's very inexperienced. Like he was going to take some time to develop. So like with this being the result this early in the season, and especially with the injuries that you guys have had, like, it makes sense to me that your record is here and Kyle's coaching the way he's coaching. Uh, one thing that we were talking about a lot in the offseason too, Ricky, is that, okay, I obviously had a lot higher expectations for the Niners. So did Aiden. We also weren't people, like, of course, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl if you have a solid roster. Because we've seen you, hit, you make a wild card, you can go on a run. So you're always rooting for your team to play the best that they possibly can. However, we expected the Niners, I, at least I did, I expected the Niners to finish behind the Rams, and I thought they were going to be a wild card team. I didn't think they were going to go out there and make some ridiculous run. Of course, I thought they could have a very strong roster. The secondary is awful. The secondary is terrible. Now, they are facing, They had two, two safeties down. I would say for Kowalski Tart, you can kind of expect that he's going to miss some time because that's happened every single year. You see Jason Brett went down. There should have been backup plans. That's what, that's what I, you know, a lot of you are talking about. There, it's not like, the, but the thing is, like, it's not like they didn't go out and try to draft guys. They drafted two corners. Now, the problem is those guys are not on the field, and Josh Norman, Drake Kirkpatrick are on the field, and Drake Kirkpatrick has looked absolutely horrible. Um, I don't know how you even have him active at this point, but it's not like, it's not like they didn't try to address those spots. They missed. And we'll see if they actually miss with Diamador Lenore. I, I still like Diamador Lenore. I believe in him, but he's been inactive a couple weeks. So you haven't seen those guys perform. You haven't got that that rookie impact from them. You still have rookie impact from like four guys, though. You still have rookie impact from half of your class. And me and Aiden talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. The rookie class is a little bit better than people have decided because of the day two picks. Because the day two picks look so bad, it has taken a lot of weight of like, you've got production from almost every single guy that got taken day three. And that's really impressive in itself. But one thing that we talked about, Ricky, is that the expectations were a little too high for this team. Um, so where, where do you kind of see this team in terms of their timeline right now? Um, not being a 49er fan, because I mean, me and Aiden are going to be biased, even if we're not trying to. Everyone that's a fan is going to be biased. Your expectations are always going to be probably a little higher than they should be. But going to, going into the year, where did you see the Niners team at? And where are they now in, comparing to, in comparison to those expectations? Because I think that matters a ton for, for Kyle and his job. Ricky, you're muted. Um, going into the season, I honestly expected the Niners to kind of underachieved compared to the past years i thought your division was especially stacked this year and that was obviously before the russell wilson injury and i thought maybe there's a chance that you guys compete for that last playoff spot 
the last wild card spot. But to me, and yes, Russell Wilson is down, but to me, the NFC is a lot better than we were expecting just from top to bottom. Like the saints are a lot better than I was expecting, to be honest. Um, the Panthers are a little bit down, but I expect them to have a huge turnaround now that their linebackers are back. And when they get Christian McCaffrey back, like I think they'll compete for a spot. So it's just a lot more competitive. The NFC is a lot more competitive than I thought it would be. So like the Niners are right on track. Like they're still in the playoff hunt. Like they are not out. Like it's still super early in the season. And like, there's so many things that can happen. Like the saints are already looking a lot worse. Like they're going to have quarterback troubles the rest of the season. So they're not going to be what they were. And like, I'm not saying they're not going to be a playoff team, but I'm just saying like that could happen to any of these teams that are in the hunt. We don't know what injuries are going to happen or anything like that. So I think the Niners are right where I expected them to be like competing for that last playoff spot, second to last playoff spot. And I think that's where they're probably going to be for the rest of the season. And even if they underachieve that, like, Kyle has shown me so much and like with the roster combination that you guys currently have, like I thought the Niners would start competing next year or two years down the line. I thought they needed to get Jimmy and uh, D Ford's contract off the books to really start competing and for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, Jimmy's making what, like 27 million D Ford. Now his money's kind of got moved around, but he's on IR. He's probably not, he's probably not ever playing a football game again. Now, I thought that last year, too, and then he came back this year and played, like, I don't know, like 20 snaps. <laughs> not not very much. But I, I do think that, you know, they've performed below expectations 100%. I think a lot of the personnel decisions, because Kyle is the guy that has the final say on that roster, you can blame him for some of those moves. But you also need to go and credit him and go, oh, this guy's – because one other thing, and we'll wrap this up soon, but one other thing is that you hear that Kyle's not a leader. Trent Williams rejected a trade, like blocked a trade to the Minnesota Vikings to go and play under Kyle. There are very, very few head coaches that a player will block a trade to go play for. That is extremely rare in the NFL. I don't think you see that very often. Um, and even like with all the IU stuff, listen to what IU has to say about Kyle. If you got if list to what players about Kyle outside of like Trey Sermon blocking the team on on Twitter like there's there's not like a lot of times where guys have come back and go, oh Kyle like doesn't know what he's talking about is Kyle a little bit stingy sometimes yes absolutely so was Bill Wall so are all of the great coaches you guys don't think that Bill Belichick wants it his way and nobody else's there's like so many guys like that so Yes, you can. Ha- you're going to have rough patches no matter what. Final thing I'll say, the overall record, I think that's probably the worst way you can evaluate a head coach. I, I personally think that's not a, a great way to do it. Um, hasn't been great. It's been really bad. The one year where they were relatively healthy and had a solid roster, they went to the Super Bowl. This you could say is the second year, but there's a clear glaring hole in terms of the secondary for this team that I don't think a lot of people had accounted for early on in the year. I didn't. And now you're seeing the weakness get completely exploited. Also, massive coaching changes in the assistant stuff. That's why you see – I think that's more of why you see guys just kind of like all over the place. Like it's not – it doesn't seem like players are playing very diligent. But 
you know, we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. But Aiden, anything else you want to add before we head off? I think you make a very good point wanting it their way. Um, I think winning solves everything. And I think a great example of that is, do you remember Jonas Gray, the uh, Patriots running back who ran for like 250 yards and then he missed a flight the following week and he like never played again. Can you imagine if the Patriots lost like the following week or two weeks after that and couldn't get a run game going? Belichick would be absolutely slandered. That would be ridiculous, but they keep, they, they, they keep winning Belichick had a track record of continued and, and permanent success that Kyle doesn't have right now. He's still building that. Um, so I think that that's something to at least keep in mind. And it's okay for the, the coach to put somebody in his doghouse. I think it'll make Ayuk a better player. Sermon probably wasn't going to be his his breakout year anyway. I know he was kind of like a fantasy underrated coach. Uh, kind of guy but you hit on elijah mitchell he's been really really good um so i think that while there are some cons right now it's not time to move off who i still think is a a top five offensive mind in the sport okay one more thing actually ricky what was uh what was your comp for for trey sermon in terms of how everyone it gets really frustrated that he's not playing there's another guy in the league that that was called a bust yeah so i mean I watch the Patriots a lot and I like that watching their drafts and their systems and Damian Harris didn't barely touch the field his first year. And instead their game plan was run Sony Michelle to death when we're not going to be like, they were competing at the start of his thing, but at the end they weren't competing and they just ran him to death and then dropped him for what a fourth round, fifth round pick. So I'm not saying that's going to happen with Mitchell, but like, it to me, it's too early to write off or write on a single running back or what a coach is going to do with them, especially in a system like the Niners, where if the game script allows them, they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, it's just interesting to bring it up because I think a lot of people get really down on rookies when they don't when they don't play right away. Um, but there's a lot of positions where that's the case, and there's a lot of instances. Ambry Thomas. I don't think the Niners were expecting Ambry Thomas to play like at all. He didn't play the year before the COVID. So a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. I, I definitely get the frustration from all of the fans. Um, I mean, I'm frustrated. Aiden, I'm pretty sure you're probably frustrated too. Watching Sunday's game. It was, it was horrible, but I don't think, I think firing Kyle puts you two steps back opposed to one step forward. And the idea of hiring Kellen Mond or, Kellen Moore, um, I I don't get that. Guys, He's look, look at the offense. Is Dak Prescott a not like a top-tier Cowboys offensive line that I had a few years ago, but still a pretty solid offensive line? And their top two wide receivers are CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Their third wide receiver is Michael Gallup, and their two running backs are Zeke and Tony Pollard. If you can draw simple route combinations, you're going to put up 30 a game with that offense. Also, they put up zero last week. Or I don't know if they scored at the end, but they had zero like late in the fourth quarter. So he has two years of experience. I, I really don't get that. I think if you move on, and you talked about this a lot, Ricky, if you move on from, from Kyle, it's going to really hinder Trey Lance's development. Some people argue Trey Lance can't develop when he's not on the field. He is learning a lot in terms of film study. That is one. And listen to what Patrick Mahomes has said about that. He literally had no idea how to read defense going. Well, not no idea. But 
he couldn't read defenses in his rookie season. That's why he's sitting behind. I think that's why you see the same approach with Trey Lance because he has such little experience. Um, I still would rather see him than Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, but I don't know. That's where I'm at, guys. So this is a little bit of a long one, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back later this week.